Hi, you guys. Hey, John. Hey, come in, come in. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. A few months ago, I went to Cleveland. Hey, it's me. I'm Ariel. Ariel? To meet up with John Safko, who used to work with Coco. Oh, yeah. Oh, hello. And his two very small dogs, Kojo and Dot. Oh, you were so sweet. You want to go? Oh, look at you. You're ready. I can tell. Time for a road trip. Yeah, let's go. We were there to go on a little road trip to the Cincinnati Zoo to see a gorilla. That hearing smell is not my car. Do you notice it? No, actually, notice it? Yeah. Because this, we have a big lab that lives here, and that's his peace spot. I'm Ariel Zimros, and this is a show about animals. Project Coco. Sunglasses are on. We're ready to go. Today, a bonus episode that we're calling A Trip to the Zoo. Well, um, we're going to go to the zoo at 3 o'clock um, and uh, head straight for the gorilla exhibit, Gorilla World. The gorilla we're going to see at the zoo isn't just any gorilla. It's in Dume. Are you looking for Dume basically means kick-ass stud. That in Dume, the silverback gorilla that Penny Patterson presented to Coco in a 90s-era video dating throwback. And who lived at the Gorilla Foundation for 27 years. He lives at the Cincinnati Zoo now, not at the Gorilla Foundation, which means we could actually go see him. A real-life gorilla. I wanted to see the last living gorilla from Project Coco to check out how he was doing after the project ended. Because after Ndume left, the Gorilla Foundation became a foundation with no gorillas. Uh, my name is John Safko. I now live in Cleveland. Uh, I moved here to be closer to my um, mom, who's now in her 80s. Back in the 90s, John worked as a flight attendant. And while I was at United Airlines as a flight attendant, 9-11 happened, of course, and everything changed. John wants a career change. He always loved animals as a kid. He was actually especially into Coco and Penny Patterson when he was younger. You know, when I was a kid, I was completely infatuated with it. I'm like, oh my God, here's this beautiful woman, and she has, this, she has her own gorilla. I mean, geez, what, what's not to like about that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So John wants to try working with animals, and he sees this ad for a gorilla caregiver job at the Gorilla Foundation outside of San Francisco. It, it makes sense, because I, w- I went from taking care of humans trapped in enclosed environments to taking care of two gorillas trapped in enclosed environments. Just apes in confined spaces. Yeah, yeah. The passenger never threw poop at me. That's, the, what, that's one of the differences. At first, John loves the new job. He's working with gorillas, and not just any gorillas, but Ndume and Coco. I mean, there's nothing not to like about that except being hit in the back of the head with a gigantic gorilla turd. But as you might recall from an earlier episode, John was one of the employees whose rose-colored glasses very quickly fell off. John starts taking issue with the way things are run, the supplements that Coco's being given, the way fundraising is done, all things the Gorilla Foundation now dismisses as the complaints of an unhappy former employee. 
But at the same time, John is also invested in working with these animals, right? Especially Endume, with whom he says he's building a connection. I've actually had dreams of taking Endume in the car to the beach. I've had that a couple of times. I don't know why. Because it would be a peaceful place. He and others feel like Ndume is getting the short end of the stick. The rules kind of are, gorillas shouldn't be in isolation. Mm-hmm. Lisa Holiday, who used to work at the Gorilla Foundation. That's growing, and they've learned that even more to this day. Like, they need to be in a family grouping. Gorillas in the wild live in family groups, which for them is one male and several females. Accredited zoos in the U.S. usually try to mimic that social structure. But at the Gorilla Foundation, each gorilla is kept separate. They are near each other, but apart. Coco and Ndume weren't even sharing space at all because Coco was not all that nice to Ndume. Um, And Ndume was, in turn, not interested in a mean gorilla. So he's like, yeah, fine, be away. That's fine. I don't want to be around you. Eventually, John leaves the Gorilla Foundation. And on his way out, John has a moment with Ndume. So when I left them, I saying goodbye to them was really hard. But in my heart, I told Ndume, I said, I'm going to get you out of here. I don't know how, but I'm going to get you. I'm going to do whatever I can to get you out of here. Okay, so John Safko leaves the Gorilla Foundation, and he continues to harbor these feelings about Ndume. He gets kind of obsessed with Coco and Ndume's care. So he starts writing on his personal blog about how bad he thinks this place is. Your blog had a name, right? What was it called? Um, Oh, it was, um, I changed it though. It was Gay ADHD Circumcision and Other Life Choices. That was the name of my blog. The blog is uncouth. On it, John writes about worsening conditions at the foundation and what he says is a lack of medical care for the gorillas. And he definitely comes off like a pissed-off ex-employee, which is what he is. And in it, he writes a lot about Indume. He says that Indume deserves better. But soon, it's not just the blog. He basically becomes this animal rights internet troll. He starts pestering the Cincinnati Zoo online to take Indume back because Indume was born at that zoo. That's where he was before the Gorilla Foundation. Oh, yeah, and and I would uh, leave comments on Cincinnati Zoo's Facebook page. What about Indume? What about Indume? What are you going to do for Indume? Indume needs to be back home in Cincinnati. John isn't the only person who's concerned about Indume. Around this time, 2015, 2016, There are people still working at the Gorilla Foundation who are wondering what's going to happen to Indume when Coco dies. It doesn't feel great to say this, but we had we had tried to essentially get them to move him before Coco died. This is Elise Dubuisson, who worked with Indume. Elise and her co-workers take it upon themselves to network with other zoos on the down low to see if they could find another home for Indume when the time came one where he won't be this lonely male gorilla. 
And the Cincinnati Zoo, given Indume's history there, was one of those zoos. And now to the growing outrage over that gorilla killed when a boy fell through the enclosure at the Cincinnati Zoo. You might remember the Harambe incident from a few years back. In 2016, a kid fell into the gorilla enclosure at the Cincinnati Zoo. His mother watching as the 420-pound silverback dragged the child through the water. Zoo officials say they had no choice, firing a fatal shot at 17-year-old Harambe. The zookeepers shot Harambe, the gorilla, to save the kid. And Harambe died. When that happened... As sad as it was, my team and I were like, well, that's Ndume's new spot. When Harambe dies, suddenly there's this vacancy for a silverback gorilla at the Cincinnati Zoo. And Elise thinks that Ndume could take that spot. Everybody sort of knew that this place lived and died with Coco. Then, in 2018... The thing everyone was worried about happens. Coco dies, and Ndume's fate is now in question. Not only that, but the effort to get Ndume moved to a zoo, it suddenly becomes a much bigger deal. PETA gets thousands of people, 68,000 people, to write to the Gorilla Foundation to ask them to let Ndume go. And Ndume's predicament it gets written up in the news. The deal was that when Coco passed away, Ndume would go to a zoo with other gorillas, so he would not have to live in isolation. Now, Penny Patterson doesn't want to give up Ndume, and there are a couple reasons for that. First, when we asked her about this, she says that these were not actually the terms of the initial agreement. She says that the deal was that Ndume's move to the Gorilla Foundation was permanent. Also, she straight up doesn't like American zoos. She doesn't trust them, and she doesn't think they're good for gorillas. And back in the 70s, when she fought to keep Coco, she might have had a bit of a point, right? Zoos weren't what they are today. They were way less focused on enriching the lives of the animals they cared for. In the 70s, she was super ahead of her time. There was a, a while that she was doing the right thing, and she, you know, had scientists on her side, that she had, um, you know, animal researchers on her side, and she even had the zoo world on her side, and they let her have Coco. Accredited zoos in the U.S. have changed a lot in the past few decades. Zoo designers work hard to make enclosures look and feel natural. And zookeepers try their best to make the animals' lives, their food and schedules, resemble what they would in the wild. But for Penny... She still thinks the premise of a zoo is misguided for a gorilla. She doesn't think that they should have to deal with zoo visitors, for instance, because she thinks that's too stressful for them, especially the males. For the males, it is a poor match. They're responsible for their family. They have no control over the circumstances. It's very stressful for a male gorillas to have a family in that, in the front of the public. And they have a large incidence of heart disease. And she thinks that for a gorilla who knows some sign language, a zoo is an especially bad match. Zoos don't want sign language used. Gorillas might tell the public too much. I don't know. Like, let me, let me out of here or something. They are so like us. 
in, in ways that should owe them autonomy so that zoos for gorillas seem a stretch. Uh, it just doesn't seem correct after all, all I learned. Penny was trying to argue that um, this was his home and it would be cruel to take him away. But those who take care of them have entered a legal jungle, now filing a lawsuit in territory practically uncharted. And then there was all this, oh, he would die if he left here. Now, an animal psychologist with this foundation said that the gorilla banged and screamed and banged objects for 14 hours straight when he overheard a conversation about to transfer. In court, Penny argues that Ndume isn't healthy enough to travel. She says going back to the zoo could kill him. Well, Penny didn't want to give him up. But zoo officials and other animal welfare organizations disagree. They say he's healthy enough to travel and that Ndume belongs back in a zoo with other gorillas. You know, you want to hold on to, you know, your, the one you love, you know. So I understand. In the end, the judge decides, and Dume goes back to the zoo. So what was the final ruling? That uh, Penny had to release him. And I was, like, blown away. I was, so, I was just so happy that this was actually happening. I was like, oh, man, you're on your way. You're on your way. You're going you're gonna to make it. You are going to be in Cincinnati. I can't believe it. I couldn't believe this. Bald Eagle. Uh, we are entering the Cincinnati Zoo. We're trying to find the entrance, and we're heading in there to meet Ndume. So, after dropping off John's dogs at the motel, we get to the zoo and head in. It's Saturday, and the place is packed. Tons of families and strollers and cotton candy. Uh, a lot of people, more people than I expected, I thought. And also there's a cicada apocalypse orgy happening. That's that horrible screeching sound in all of our tape. Wait, where are we? We're... Shop Reptile well, House. That's my favorite place. I'd never been here before, so while this zoo isn't huge, we have to get our bearings. We look at the map, we find the You Are Here star, and between the three of us, me, John, and our producer Pete, we're able to figure out where the hell we are. So, you haven't seen Ndume in how long? Nine years. I hope he remembers me. But when I look at John, he's not giving off the energy I expect. Like, he's not excited. It's strange I'm getting, like, more nervous energy from you than excitement. And I think I'm surprised by that. No, I'm pretty nervous. Why is, it, why is it nerves and not excitement? Oh, I guess uh, the what-ifs. 
Yeah. You know, thinking about the what ifs. What if he's not there? What if he's not visible? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling weird. Is it us? Well, no, not you guys. We walk down a jungle path, past some colobus monkeys and a waterfall. Canyon Night Hunters Gorilla World. And we get to the outdoor gorilla enclosure. Habitat, right? This is their the exhibit. But it's empty. No gorillas. I mean, this is spectacular compared to what he was used to. There's so many options for him um, to be able to climb and have, have open sky and the, the rock formations and just the sounds and the energy and the, the, the waterfall. It's just, it's really nice. Really, really nice. Are you sad that in Dume is, that we can't see any gorillas, frankly, right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset about it, really, or, well, I'm a little bit. I mean, it'd be nice if he was here, but still, just being able to see his new home is really not really good for me. But I'm on, I'm wondering is there more to the yeah, exhibit? There yeah. might be. There is in fact more to this exhibit. Turns out there's also an indoor enclosure. Wow. But no girl is there either. Well, they're cleaning. Yeah. It's not great timing. Just a zookeeper cleaning up. So right now we're in the indoor portion of the the exhibit. What do you think of this? Oh, it's great. It's not a trailer. Compared with Coco's single wide trailer and even the outdoor portion of her enclosure at the foundation, this place seems very nice. But again, no gorillas, so we just stand there and we wait. As a kid, this would have been intolerable for me. I'm very impatient, but I'm trying to be chill and hope for the best. Eventually, the zookeeper leaves the enclosure through the back and shuts the door. Checks the lock on the door, checks it again. He just checked the... He checks everything, like three times. Then... Something's about to come out. They just opened up that gate over there. Another small, shoot-like door opens. It's got to be the right one, the right group coming out right now. Wouldn't that be amazing if it was? And right here, they, they, he came out right there. That would be so awesome. Like, I'm just waiting for a fist. Like a gigantic black fist to just poke itself out of that door. Oh, That's a female. There's another female. This is a good sign. Two females coming out. Right now, I'm ready. Buddy! <laughs> oh, and there he is. Hey, Ndume! Ndume! John is waving and trying to get this girl as attention. Hey, buddy! But he's behind thick glass. Hey, buddy! Buddy! Is that him? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> John's getting choked up, like crying. And I'm feeling all that emotion and getting kind of choked up too. Look how close close he is with all these kids and people here. We were always told that he he didn't like anybody. He didn't want to be around anybody. 
look at him. He's so cool. He's just chill. That's so cool. And I'll feel really stupid if it's not him. <laughs> He's so relaxed. I can't believe this. I really can't believe this. <laughs> oh man, he's so chill. He looks really good. He looks really good. He's he's filled out. Um, he's gained some weight. He looks um, he looks really good. His legs look skinny though, but that's okay. He's uh he's holding on to like a vine and just like kind of chilling. He just has one arm stretched up and he's grabbing a vine almost like he's on the subway or something right yeah he does. right he does he's strap hanging <laughs> do you feel like he's home yeah oh yeah oh yeah he looks so good everything has happened and this is the closure this is the closure right here when you think about that and you think about like the legacy of C Project Coco, what comes to mind now that you see him here? What a huge waste of time and um, how unfortunate for him that he got wrapped up in it. He didn't have a choice. He never had a choice. I wish she could come and visit him here. I really wish she could. Penny? Yeah. Watching John reunite with Indume, I can't help but think like, wow, falling in love with an animal. It's so easy to put our entire selves into these relationships. And once they're over, you still feel that love so viscerally. This is just amazing. Look at his big butt crack. He used to, we used to say, Ndume has no butt. And look at that. <laughs> he looks so healthy. What if that's not him? Are you, are you worried that it's not him? <laughs> well, no, you know, I mean, it looks like him. It, but his hair's grown back in his bald spot. I wish that would happen to me. Right now, my heart is just so full because it's such a beautiful moment to be able to see him like this. I almost thought he was looking at me there for a second. He's like, I know that guy from somewhere. Hi. Remember me? Hi. Hi. Hey, bud. Oh, hey, bud. Come over here and get your picture taken. Come here. After a while, we say goodbye to John. Thanks. Bye, John. See ya. He stays behind at the gorilla habitat. All right, now we're at the zoo. Yeah. Any animals you want to see? <laughs> I mean, all of them. Um, I am a fan of the reptile house. Okay, so later that night, Pete and I go out to grab a bite. And at some point, Pete gets up and goes to the other side of the restaurant balcony that we're on to take a call. And, well, you got to hear this for yourself. So, so uh, I missed a call from John. Oh, shit. 
So I just called him back and he said, I have another thing to tell you. It wasn't in Dume. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh no. Poor John. Yeah. So that gorilla with the butt crack, he was some other gorilla. Not in Dume. And he said, I'm feeling a little embarrassed. I'm feeling overwhelmed. John found out after we left him at the enclosure. He told us that he was calling out to Indume, and the person next to him said, that's not in Dume. And they were right. I double-checked with the zoo after I got back to New York City. Oh, poor John. That's really sad. I like, because he had such a moment with that gorilla. So, how did, oh, that must be so hard. I don't really know how to think about it. What he said was he felt like it was the right feelings. Right. Wrong gorilla. Wrong. <laughs> right feelings, wrong gorilla. And Dume turned 40 in October. The zoo celebrated his birthday by writing the numbers four and zero on these two pumpkins that he carried around his enclosure. When I asked the zoo about how he's doing, they told me that he continues to do well in their care. Not only that, but they say that Indume is currently living with these two female gorillas named Chewy and Mara. And apparently, Indume and Mara are often spotted getting it on. And Indume seems interested in doing the same thing with Chewy soon. Also, good news. The zoo says that earlier this year, they gave Indume a thorough medical examination, and he's in great health. In fact, he just got his COVID vaccine. So score one for modern medicine. As for John, he says he plans to go back and see Indume soon. For real this time. This is a show about animals. I'm Ariel Zimros. A Show About Animals is a production of Vice News. It's hosted and reported by me, Ariel Zumros. Our producers are Julia Nutter and Pete Lang Stanton. Our production assistant is Laili Rizvani. Sound design and original score by Pran Bandy, with additional support by Steve Bowen. Annie Aviles is our executive editor. Kate Osborne is our executive producer and the VP of Vice Audio. Special thanks to Maximo Anderson for fact-checking. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. And if you can't do that, hit subscribe. That helps too. 